This is On the Block with Brent Axe. Just getting closer to game day, kids. Syracuse and Liberty, 6 o'clock kickoff on Saturday. You can hear it over on TK99 here on ESPN Radio AM 1200. Our coverage of Syracuse football just continues to ramp up here. You'll hear from Coach Babers on the show tomorrow, certainly. You will hear from offensive coordinator Mike Lynch, defensive coordinator Brian Ward on this radio station. All the guests that we have, the play-by-play announcers, the beat reporters, the guys that cover the squad closely. But I'll tell you what, we're we're thrilled to have this guy on board here, the Galaxy family. You're going to hear him weekly with me on this show you're going to hear him on pre- and post-game coverage with not only myself, but Seth Everett over on TK99 and here on ESPN Radio Syracuse as well. Of course, uh, one of the great Syracuse quarterbacks of all time. A pleasure to welcome him on. It's weird to say former Syracuse quarterback Eric Dungy, but that he is, like five minutes ago, and he's back with us here on ESPN Radio Syracuse. Eric, that is weird to say. Are you getting used to hearing that, by the way? Former Syracuse quarterback Eric Dungy. Yeah, you know, it's kind of a weird adjustment, but um, like you said, I'm thrilled to be back. I'm excited for the opportunity to work with you guys, and I'm excited for some Syracuse football coming up. Yeah, and, and there's just so much to get into with what's upcoming here, and it's interesting because listening to Coach Babers recently, Eric, I, I really get a sense that he wants to turn the page on last year. Last year was great. Everything was awesome. People are happy, but they've got a game Saturday. They've got a new season to start. And he said mm-hmm. it the other day. He said, look, the identity of this team and the expectations for this team are being set with, with different people in mind. So put yourself in, in the shoes of this team. They're certainly thrilled about what they did a year ago, and you were a part of that. But I would imagine they're hungry to make their own mark. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's just the standard that Coach Babers is trying to set. Um, he said from the very start that there's going to be a new standard, and he said two or three years and we're going to get there. So there's no doubt in my mind that you know he's trying to go hard and prove that last year wasn't a fluke. And um, I think that Syracuse has got a lot of guys coming back, uh, especially defensively and offensively. they got some weapons, um, adding Tristan Jackson and Abdul Adams. I think it's going to be a, even more explosive, honestly. It's going to be fun to watch. And I mean, like I said, I'm excited to see them, and I think they're going to continue this continue the success. Eric, what is this week like for a quarterback, for really any player, but especially a quarterback, because you've been in camp mode, it's all football all the time, you're really honed in on it, and then boom, school starts, your time is limited, your practice time is limited, you're getting used to things academically while trying to focus on that first game. Give us a sense of what that was like for you to make those preparations. Yeah, I mean, all of um, all of August, you got camp going on, you're around the guys the whole time, and then once school comes around, you got another distraction. So, um, personally, from a quarterback perspective, I know um, my first start was Wake Forest, but going into that that game, I was I was nervous leading up to it. I was watching so much film, I was just you know going through scenarios in my head. Um, it can be a lot, but once you get out there, and you know, I always said once I got hit first, um, you know, it knocked all the jitters out of me. Um, so uh, I, I, my advice to Tommy is just, you know, do what you're doing, prepare the way you prepared, and it's just another game, and make it like practice. I mean, Coach always practices like you play. Um, that was a big thing for him, and I think that's going to continue as long as he can not let the moment get too big and just do his job and get the ball to the guys that need the ball. I think they're going to continue the success, like I said. Would your advice be, uh, it, it sounds kind of crazy to say, but uh, I don't think your advice would be go take a hit out there, right? <laughs> we don't want yeah, to do no, that. <laughs> I don't, I don't, no, definitely not that. Um, 
you know, maybe get the first ball completed first and get the chains there moving. I go. think that's uh, that's more of the advice I have for Tommy. Eric, he's in a unique situation because like, if you could map this out, you were put in a different situation. You probably got out there a lot earlier than you thought, right? Like you were thrown right into the fire and just mm-hmm. ran from there. Tommy has had time to develop. He's had time to learn from you, be in that room, got on the field a few times, and now steps in in his third year as the starter. Like, if you could map it out, you'd, you'd kind of do the Tommy DeVito plan to get ready, right? Oh, that, I mean, originally that was my plan. You know, I thought going into college, uh, you know, I'd sit behind Sorrell for a year. I'd learn the system. I'd, um, you know, become adapted to college and the, the different aspects of everything. And then, like you said, I kind of got thrown into the fire. So he's kind of had the perfect little setup for himself. He, he got the red shirt year underneath him. Like you said, last year, he got the playing time and, you know, um, garbage time moments, but also he had the big game against Notre Dame, which is kind of his way of getting thrown into the fire. Um, so I think he said it best. He's kind of had that perfect map. And I think this year is going to lead up for it. And I, I see a lot of success coming Tommy's way, and um, as well as the whole Syracuse team. But it, it all, you know, kind of lays on his shoulders. Eric, we saw what Tommy did on the field, but you saw him in the film room, behind the scenes, the things that we don't get to see. What are what is something we should know about Tommy that you saw behind closed doors that we should be encouraged about as he steps into a bigger role here? You know, I think it's just you know his obviously his physical talent is um, is is shown. I mean, he's got great arm strength, but he just wants to learn. He was always uh, in there with me. And personally, he's a, he's a great guy and he, he understands the offense and, you know, he's got three years under his belt. Um, he's got, you know, two, three camps, um, spring ball. So he, he knows the offense probably better than anybody. He's probably, you know, second in line to Babers and the offensive coordinators. And I know coach Babers, he always loves to spend a lot of time with um, the starting quarterback, especially. So I'm sure they spent a lot of time together. And um, I think his knowledge of the game has just grown and grown, especially since he's been around Babers and uh, his staff. We're talking to former Syracuse quarterback Eric Dungy. He will join us weekly in this spot right here Wednesdays at 5.05 on ESPN Radio Syracuse. You'll also hear him over on TK99, part of our pre- and post-game coverage of Syracuse football. So as you look at this offensive line, many of which you played with, Eric, it's it's kind of in flux right now. Coach Babers has referenced that. There were some injuries in camp, and he's trying to get things lined up here. Look, it all goes according to plan here. I think Liberty is going to provide the opportunity for a lot of guys to get on the field and to get comfortable here. But as a quarterback, does it make you nervous in a way that the line is, is still kind of finding itself at this point? How would you uh, uh, deal with that if you were in that situation? Um, I mean, personally, no matter who was in front of me, I had all the faith in the world in them. Um, you had to, and I, I just let them know I had a faith in them. I had respect in them, and you know they they have the most grueling position on the field. You know they don't get any of the glory; they get all the blame. Um, and as an offensive lineman, they're my favorite guys um, on and off the field. They're they're a different breed. Um, I would say that they're funny guys, <laughs> and they they stick together. They're like a pack of cows. Honestly, it's uh, <laughs> it's just funny seeing them move around, but it's uh. For them, I think they're going to come together. It's just the big thing last year is that the guys had great chemistry. They they talked great, and I think Aaron Service has done a phenomenal job. He's a great leader, and he's he's always. I'm still in group chats with them. He's always texting and and seeing. You know, our right, guys got to get together and meet. Um, he's personally handling it himself, which is a huge thing. You need need that senior leadership, and I think um, you know that was lacking from my freshman year is that we didn't really have that senior leadership, and that's what we try to you know, move forward and progress too. And I think that's what we carried on from last year is, you know, hand that down. And that, that's going to continue. To, I've said this three times now, but it's going to continue the success. Um, and I really do believe that. And 
Um, I, I have all the faith in the world in them. They might have, you know, a little hiccups here and there, but they're going to come together as one. And um, Coach Cavs going to do a great job, and especially Coach Babers, he, he demands perfection. So they're going to get it. Uh, they're going to get it right at some point. Eric, you mentioned that word leadership. It naturally falls to the quarterback position, as you as well know as anybody. But Coach Babers, I think, made an interesting point the other day when he said Tommy doesn't have to be the only leader on that offense. He's got some veteran mm-hmm. players on this team. There's other guys out there that can help him do that. Who do you look? at on that offense that can play some leadership roles this year? Well, you got to start with the guy next to him, Mo Neal. Um, Mo's been around the, the the team for a while now, and he's just a footballer. He just wants to play, and he, he loves the game, and he can, you know, obviously get after it on the field in the running game, but he also can catch the ball, which is a very versatile back. And um, like I already mentioned, Aaron Service, and I think those two guys right there, I mean, that's enough to – you know, take some of the pressure off of Tommy. But um, personally, I think Tommy's a great leader, and I think he's got a, you know, a lot of respect with the team, and I think he's going to do a great job leading from there. When you look at the wide receiver group, Eric, you know we tend to look at things and label things. Like they need a, a number one wide receiver, and, and you kind of slot things in certain boxes. But tell us about that in terms of this offense. Do you really need that guy? Is it just who's open, who you develop a relationship with, because there's a lot of spread out talent on this team. We did see Tristan Jackson emerge in the bowl game a little bit. We've heard a little bit about everybody, certainly, but when you look at this wide receiver group, it seems like, boy, there's there's not enough footballs to go around here and a lot of talent that, that's going to want it. You, you described, it, described it perfectly. There's not enough footballs to go around there. Um, you got so many you know, home run hitters. you got Tristan um, who can go up and get any ball, and he's got that you know, sneaky speed. You know, he doesn't look too fast, but he is moving. He's gliding on the field. And then Nikeen Johnson, the home run hitter. Um, you got so much. I mean, it's just crazy. I was looking at the receiving core, and they, uh, they have so many threats and so many opportunities to just do it. The yak is the most important thing, and they're going to get a lot of that um, yards after the catch. You know, you can throw a little bubble screen to them, and they're going to get, you know, 15. They could break it off for 50 yards. So that's going to be a big thing. It's going to keep the tempo going. And, um, you know, I'm excited to see, you know, who kind of emerges as that guy. But, you know, in the past, it was, you know, Steve Ishmael, the Ombud of Tau. But I don't think you're going to see one guy, like, just stand out. I think you're going to see two or three guys put up similar numbers, and it's going to be some crazy numbers. Eric, when you've got two pass rushers like Alton Robinson and Kendall Coleman, who I think are one of the best combos in the ACC and in the conversation in the country, how does that set the tone up front for everybody behind them on defense to kind of you know charge behind them? Because you can't double-team both of them if you're an opposing team, so it's going to be a real challenge to keep those guys off the quarterback. Oh, definitely. I mean, Kendall is Mr. Right, always in the right position, um, and he's just a technician. He might be a little undersized, but he's got a lot of speed. And like I said, he's always in the right position. He always knows his assignment. And then Alton is just a freak. He's a freak of nature. And I know I, w- I got tired of seeing him in the backfield and I would be, uh, you know, <laughs> playing. So, uh, but he's one of the greatest guys you'll see off the field. And he loves to lead. And like I said, he's going to make a lot of plays and he's going to hit you hard. Uh, so I'm excited to see those two go after. And then in the back, it just kind of, it just kind of carries over. Um, you know, you see them playing hard. You see them getting after the quarterback, and it's just going to make the linebackers want to hit the quarterback too. And um, it's just going to make the secondary, you know, uh, you know, eyes going to be wide open because the quarterback's going to get scared of seeing Alton running at him or Kendall from the backside, and he might, you know, throw, force some uh, errant throws. And you know, the you know Andre Cisco can get another couple interceptions, and I'm I'm just excited to see them play. That must be another guy you got tired of throwing against in practice. How did he emerge as a freshman to become one of the better safeties in the country, really? Yeah, I mean, he 
he just put in the work, um, no matter what. He was always in the weight room getting extra work or in the film room, and he had a great secondary around him also. Um, you know, Chris Frederick, is a, he's a great guy, and he was a great guy to learn from, and I know um, he kind of took him under his wing. So Andre Cisco, though, he is, uh, he's got that dog in him, and he's got that X factor. So he's going to make plays, and um, I don't expect him to, to see him shy away from any uh, um, hits either. Eric Liberty up first for the Orange, kind of a unique place to go. And last year, you guys started at Western Michigan. That's not exactly mm-hmm. on the beaten trail. So it's interesting when you go into these hostile environments. There's only twenty five thousand people there. I think top to bottom, Syracuse is certainly more talented team than Liberty. But you know as well as anybody, when you line it up and play, you know, you've got to execute. You got to do your job. What what would scare you about a team like Liberty, especially even Coach Babers has said? they make him nervous because he doesn't know anything about them. It's hard to prepare for. That was the thing about it is the first game of the season, everything's always different. You don't really have a game plan or you have a game plan, but you don't have many you know, game films from them because they can do something totally different. And Liberty probably is preparing something for Syracuse, and um, they got nothing to lose. I always would say, you know, those games that we were supposed to win, those were always the most nerve-wracking because, you know, you don't want to mess up. And we, we used to be that team just gunning for the other team because we had nothing to lose. Um, so they're going to come out. They're going to bring it all. They want to prove themselves. They're playing in D1 now. So, um, you know, I'm expected to be, you know, a hard-fought game. Um, obviously, Syracuse is a little more talented, but and you can't knock Liberty. And, you know, especially at uh, away game, you got a lot of new guys playing for the first time offensively. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. But I still think that they're going to, you know, continue this stuff. Eric, last one from me here today. Uh, I just wanted to kind of catch up with you a little bit. You know, we saw you got the opportunity with the Giants over the summer. You're back here getting your degree in Syracuse. Just where are you at in life? I know you're keeping the phone open. Maybe some opportunities will come for you. But uh, just just tell us how you're doing and what you're up to these days. You know, I've been great. Um, I actually, it's kind of funny. No, I'm not playing anymore. I was, uh, I'm not playing currently. Um, I was just reading something. People were like, oh, why is he going back? Why, how did he not get his degree in five years? And it's just kind of funny. I mean, I've only been here for three and a half. Um, I left there early to go train. So, you know, um, and it's not like I'm taking an easy uh, easy major. I'm an accounting major. So that was one of the most important things to me, though, to get my degree from here. And Syracuse is awesome and um, letting me come back and honoring my scholarship. So I'm very happy for them. And I was just very happy for the opportunity that I was presented with you guys and I want to make the most of everything, but I'm staying in shape. Um, you know, I got a couple phone calls, but I want to make sure it's something that I want to do, and I want to play quarterback. And um, obviously, you know, the tight end, uh, the tight end position is not for me in the next level. Um, but that's the big thing about it: is staying in shape and playing quarterback. Well, best of luck to you there. We're thrilled to have you on board with us here. We're looking forward to chatting with you throughout the season, and thanks for your time today, my friend. Yeah, thank you. Great job with you. We'll talk to you soon. That's Eric Dungy, ladies and gentlemen. Great to catch up with him, and you're going to hear plenty of Dungy on this station on TK99 throughout the football season.